Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Jackson Rep on the line, and he's field CTO over at Harper DB. Jackson, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. All right, Jackson. So uh, excited to get into uh, feel uh, to get into Harper's DB and how you're helping companies. Um, but before we do that, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So, Jackson, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Jackson, what mission matters to you? I believe strongly in the democratization of data. I look at the world and I look at how we have seeded our ownership of of that which sort of defines us digitally. And the idea that we came up with at HarperDB was to simplify the process of, of making data readily available. We are an ingredient in what I think is ultimately uh, a solution to the problem of the fact that that which defines us digitally isn't owned by us. So if my work on HarperDB allows data to slowly move out to the edge and be owned, possessed, used, monetized, by the people that generate it, as opposed to the monolithic companies uh, that currently control it, then that will be uh, that will be time well spent. And so, while I work at HarperDB, I always have my eye on what is the thing that gets built on top of this platform, and how is it going to make how is it going to make society better. Hmm. Awesome. I love bringing mission-based individuals on the line to share why they do what they do, how they're doing it, and really what we can all learn from that to uh, you know, improve the marketplace and all learn and grow together. So great having you on. And I guess just to get us kicked off, I mean, where did this so where did all this start for you? Like this um this uh fascination with uh with data, with digital, like like how did your career start? I was a waiter hustler after model and uh took an HTML course on AOL Online to learn how to program computers simply because I thought it seemed interesting and mm. I understood that it was the very beginning of, you know, sort of work on the internet that was yeah. commercial in purpose, so there was a tremendous opportunity there. Uh, but the more I got into it, the more I realized that everything we were creating was database-driven, right? It's all powered by data. And indeed, when I when I first started talking to HarperDB, one of their interview questions was, uh, please sketch out on this whiteboard uh, Slack, how you think Slack works. And mm. I realized that we, we, we are a database company, so it was a good place to start, but it's just how my mind has always worked. I started mm. with the database tables of users and organizations and posts and built out you know, the infrastructure from there. And uh, the feedback was that uh, I was the only one who'd ever done that. <laughs> of all the people that they interviewed, like people generally thought of it from the UI or the user experience first. Um, and I've always thought about it from the other side. And, you know, ultimately being driven by data is only as useful, obviously, as the, as the data that you possess. Um, but you, you tend not to go wrong when you're trying to define a user experience based on, based on the inputs and, and the outputs that, that you can generate with what you know. 
So I want to I want to stick in the in the early days just just a little bit longer. So you're, here you are, you're taking your um, you know taking courses on AOL for everybody that's uh, our younger audience that maybe has never been on there. It was a thing, and I was there too. I was there with you, Jackson, but I wasn't thinking about data or application or like the the future. I was thinking about I don't even know what I was thinking. About. I was pretty young, um, <laughs> but um, like you've seen, I think I think from your um, you're just your vantage point and the way you're career has pr- progressed and as you you know experienced different things and you've seen this evolution like what do you think um you know consumers whether it's end users or whether it's the business owners controlling the uh, that obviously have a responsibility to data um and and their clients um what do you think how do you think they should cause they should be like viewing the current landscape and i'll give i'll give you where i'm going with this so Essentially, I feel like most people don't understand. Like, we're just starting to understand that there's value in our data. And so we're just getting educated. I'd say the majority of us on that. Um, I learn new things all the time where I'm like, oh, okay. And then we, um, so, so to re, to circle back to the question, where should be people be thinking about, um, how should they be thinking about in relation to their data and how it's used? Well, I would imagine you can look at Everything you do online or everything that's trackable, including, you know, using your shopper saver code at the supermarket, right, generates data about you. It's tied to your credit card. It's tied to your identity. It follows you around. People know exactly what you bought. Um, if you provide an email address, if that email address is one that you use on other platforms, begin to think of everything you do as being coalesced somewhere. Um, so that ultimately ads that you see, products that you are offered, uh, we just saw a, a massive kerfuffle over the rent that people were being charged based on, mm. you know, some uh, massive mystery black box that took into account lots of consumer data points that perhaps mm. you weren't aware of when you showed up and said, I'd like to rent this apartment. And the amount you were charged was different than the amount somebody else would have been charged when they showed up. So begin to think of your data as a tool, um, but also, unless you're in control of it, potentially a, a weapon. Mm. Yeah, it's well said, and I think it's uh, it's is. I mean, obviously, we know what's the what's in the headlines are. I shouldn't say. So we're recording this for everybody um, listening to this in February tenth of uh, of two thousand twenty three, and you know. The whole uh, chat GPT and all everything else, thinking about how data, like where it's getting, you know, its information for those answers, and like, it, like how do how do we benefit as a side from this? So I feel like we're in this intersection of w- with everyone being educated um, on the use and the value of data and what happens next. Um, I think it, it's an interesting time for us. And so I guess I, I did want to start the, the, the conversation pretty basic just to get, um, just to get everyone, uh, that maybe isn't used to this conversation up to speed a little bit, which I think sure. you've done great. But, um, so now taking it, let's just say taking it a step further with what you're doing over at, uh, Harper DB. Maybe, maybe tell us a little bit more about the company before we, we, we delve even further into this. Absolutely. We are a, we're a database. Well, we started as a database, just a place to put data and then query it back out. And lots of people use databases whether or not they know it, but, you know, there's lots of competitors in the space and we 
we often start, you know, keynote speeches by saying it was a terrible idea, um, and we had no idea what we were doing, but we knew what we <laughs> wanted. We, we knew what we wanted to solve for, right? We knew as developers the pain points uh, that we would go through interacting with data, and and as big data solutions have moved into into the cloud with, you know, Amazon and 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 Google and Microsoft's Azure products, like data became sort of abstracted away and you weren't dealing with the nuts and bolts anymore. Mm-hmm. But that came with a tremendous cost, obviously, because now they, they have your data and you want to access it and it would get more and more expensive. And ultimately, that pain point specifically was what caused Harvard to be to be founded, um, mm-hmm. an application that became so successful and had so many users accessing the data that all of a sudden business model didn't make any more sense. And, and that's a terrible place to be when, when you think you're adding users and you're going to be doing better and better and you realize your infrastructure costs are going up uh, beyond what you, beyond what you plan for, beyond what would make you, uh, or allow you to be successful on a, on a, at, you know, at scale. And ultimately, so HarperDB was founded as a distributed database, meaning that you will have more than one instance of the database uh, located at different places around the world, closer to your users. So it's faster for them to access the data and easier for them to record transactions. And then ultimately we, HarperDB, do the hard work of reconciling all those transactions between all of those nodes. So a distributed database effectively solves for scale and all the latency and challenges of security that go along with having a globally distributed user base um, and it does it in a way that's more cost-effective and predictable and, and to be honest, secure and, and, and safe. Uh, and then we built on top of that uh, an application platform that allows you to you know, build your actual entire application on top of that data and distribute it as well around the world. And all of this under the two main objectives of us as a commercial offering is to, to lower latency um, you know, make things run more quickly, and mm-hmm. to and to improve the cost structure of data-intensive business. Mm-hmm. And so, I know you're working with um, you work with a lot of a lot of different software teams and organizations. And the idea is, um, you know, efficiency, access, a lot of different things that save them hopefully time and money on on their projects. Um, can you explain a little bit more about how that works? Our, our tagline is simplicity without sacrifice. Uh, for years, when you're interacting with a database, it can be complex. There are things like drivers that, you know, and connection pools that limit the amount of people that can be asking questions at the same time or putting data in at the same time. And there's lots of challenges around, around going to, you know, a certain scale and beyond that you you can't really achieve with existing solutions. And so we wanted very much to provide, you know, a benefit to users on a global scale mm-hmm. without requiring the intellectual overhead of taking what they were already dealing with and then multiplying that by 10 or 20 or 100 or 1,000, right? So, so it's already hard to deal with databases. So in order to scale it and still allow people to be able to reason about that system, we needed to look at 
common configurations, common use cases, common ways people interact with databases when all is said and done, and, and make some choices on their behalf and make some assumptions and, to be honest, some guesses uh, and listen to customers when they told us we'd guess wrong, obviously, but, but to basically take some of the work and configuration and complexity out of the equation uh, with a laser-like focus on performance and, and value. And ultimately, that simplicity without sacrifice mantra has one of some decent deals. And when you when you go into our Slack support community and you see new users come online that either have lots of experience or many have very little experience, they say, "Oh my gosh, this is the easiest thing I've ever ever interacted with." Mm-hmm. And and then we run benchmarks for you know global scale clients where we we do more with one node of HarperDB than, you know, a cluster that might involve 3,000 API endpoints or, or distributed edge endpoints. We do more with just a single node. So we, we focused on performance and value, and, and, we, and we made some assumptions on the customer's behalf uh, to rein in complexity and deliver a solution that, that was no harder to deploy than anything they were doing, but a lot more scalable, you know, going forward. What are the size of the um, of the the companies or, or maybe the projects that it's appropriate for? Is this for you know small teams only large a large enterprise solution? Just trying to get a feel for like like who uses this. That was always one of the focuses. It's it's the answer is the answer is all of them, and <laughs> that's that's good to hear. That's a good thing. Right. The, the, the main objective around one of the one of the key features around simplicity is the idea that. Keeping your database performant is, is very hard as the size of the data that you are holding grows. Mm-hmm. And, and there's lots of work and an entire like industry built up around optimization of, of data in, in a system. And it's, it's very difficult to achieve. So we made an assumption and we made a decision on behalf of the customer to create indexes of data. Indexes are what make database queries performant. Um, when you have large data sizes, indexing automatically by default. And that, that assumption, that single assumption, uh, is responsible for it being performant when you start, which almost every database is, up to, you know, some of our clients have multiple terabytes or petabytes of data that they are querying in real time from a user device, and that still needs to be performant. And we want to be the solution that you start with, and that you can scale with. So we say the first and last application platform you will ever need, uh, specifically because we constantly see a, a pain point, an inflection point of success, just like we, just like the founding team did of HarperDB before they founded HarperDB, where success all of a sudden begets a few things, lots of users, lots of revenue, and lots of failures in terms of perhaps the way you architected the system in the beginning and how it needs to function at scale. And so we, we work very, very hard to ensure that you're not going to go, you know, forward, decide we're the coolest, easiest dog based database and application platform that you've ever heard of. And then all of a sudden you use that to increase your speed to market. You gain a little market share. People start to love you. You go viral 
and the next thing you know, you're looking at some other database that will actually take mm. you to the next level. We don't, we don't want that. We've experienced mm-hmm. it. It's, it's the worst feeling in the world to <laughs> have to, to show up, you know, to the CEO and to the shareholders, you know, yeah. at a board meeting and saying, hey, guess what? We've had a lot of really good progress. <laughs> we, and now we were successful. We're going to stop. We're going to stop for a bit. We're not going to add any new features. We're going to kind of slow down marketing because people yeah. are showing up too fast and we need to rebuild our entire back end. It's yeah. a terrible thing to say, and I've had to say it before. And uh, I, I don't want to say it again. We did our job too well, so just so you know, uh, exactly. <laughs> I get it. Oh, Jackson. Well, this has been. Uh, I, I mean, I've I've really enjoyed this conversation today, and uh, and getting to know a little bit more about your world and what you see from your your vantage point. Um, that being said, if somebody is if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about HarperDB or to follow up and to connect with your team, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can visit uh, HarperDB.io. Uh, which is our website. Uh, you can also find us on all the social channels. Uh, but for the most part, swing by the website, check us out. It's free to start. We have a hosted platform, so you can spin up a free instance and play with it and see what we're all about. You can install it locally on your machine. And, I mean, ultimately, I just, if if I had one core value statement, right, the mission is that the future of the future of data is at the edge, Right now, we think about data centers, but the edge is as far out as you want it to go, and including maybe you just carry everything that's about you on you. You know, keep it closer, keep data closer to those who need it, further away from those who would misuse it. Make sure it's available in the blink of an eye, and, and we have to accept that the structures of data and the things that comprise us digitally are probably going to become more dynamic than and our minds can even comprehend. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a long journey, and we're trying to solve for that future. Fantastic! And we'll we'll put the, uh, all the all the website and all that information in the show notes, so that our audience can just click on the links and head right on over. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or engaging and listening to an episode, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, and experts and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, what they're doing um, out there in the marketplace to make a difference so that we can all learn and grow together. The whole point of the platform so we can all learn and grow together. Um, if that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting or engaging to you, then hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing and jackson again really appreciate your time for uh, making some time for us today so thanks again for coming on the show thank you for having me we really liked it